Welcome to the week with Japan Forward. I am Ariel Buzetto, a journalist at Japan Forward. With this podcast, we bring to busy people this week's news from Japan in less than 10 minutes. Have a listen. The Shangri La Dialogue. What seems like a very exotic name, in reality, is one of the major security related summits in the world. And this year, it took place in Singapore between June 10th and June 12th. For Japan, it was a key moment as Prime Minister Fumio Kishida read out the keynote speech forwarding the idea of international cooperation in the Indo Pacific. Kishida pledged to increase the defense capability of Japan. We interviewed Dr. Philip Shetler Jones from the Council on Geostrategy to ask how significant a shift this was. I think it, it is a big shift. It's a, it's a shift from that principle, which was to not go too much、um, beyond 1% of GDP.、Mm -hmm. But I think that the way that he explained it was interesting by giving reassurance to some of the countries in the audience, I think, that yes, Japan will have a stronger defense, but there's nothing for you to be worried about. In fact, that defense will be put in the service of regional interests. Yet, this was also an eventful summit for other reasons. While the Chinese representative accused the US of, quote, hijacking influence of Indo Pacific countries, the US condemned China's, quote, aggressive behavior in the East China Sea. What does this all mean? If you want to know the inside story, read the editorial, interview. Kishida's vision, shift in defense policy is real, says Japan UK security expert, and Kishida's Shangri La speech, what he means, why it matters. And China uses Singapore platform to challenge the rules based order on the Japan Forward website. June 15th marked the last day of the National Diet Session. As it's customary, Prime Minister Fumio Kishida held a press conference summarizing some of the government decisions during this time. Yet, one announcement that particularly stood out for foreign players was less than five minutes into the press conference, he told reporters. <laughs> 総理大臣として初めて NATO 首脳会議に出席をいたします。As Japanese Prime Minister, I will be the first to participate in the NATO summit, he said. The NATO summit is set to be held between June 29th and 30th in Madrid, just after the G7 meeting in Germany. Japan is not part of NATO, so its participation in the summit underscores the country's increasing role in world security. After all, Japan has been widely praised by other countries, such as the US, for its speedy alignment with regards to the war in Ukraine. If you want to know more, read the article Japan to Participate in NATO Summit for the First Time on the Japan Forward website. On June 7th, the tech tycoon Elon Musk made headlines around the world. Tweeting an article about decreasing population in Japan, Musk wrote quote, Japan will eventually cease to exist. And this will be a great loss for the world. Japan Forward contributor Paul de Vries shows us, however, another side to the story. He writes that most Western countries have fertility rates of less than 2.1, which is the bare minimum to keep the population from staying stagnant. De Vries thereby maps out a possible scheme for encouraging more children, where larger families would be eligible for benefits on a local level. Companies could also participate in this as well. The author argues that Japan's local system might be able to reverse the demographic trend. He reads quote, 
Far from being in danger of becoming the first to disappear, Japan is considerably more likely than most to reverse the downward demographic trend for which no nation on earth will be spared. If you want to know more, read the article Elon Musk Raised Depopulation, Whose Problem Is It? on our website. 2022 marks the 85th anniversary of the first planetarium opening in Japan. With 300 venues, Japan is the second biggest country for planetariums in the world after the US. Visiting Osaka Science Museum is a wonder to behold. With a massive 6K screen, it uses the concept of rowing into space. There are events to aim at children or subtitles events for those with hearing impairments. The planetarium takes over from its predecessor, the Osaka Municipal Electrical Science Museum. This was the first planetarium in Japan, back in 1937, and projected over 9,000 stars as well as planets from the solar system. These days, planetarians are coming up with the wildest ideas and projects to keep people interested, such as Sleeping in the Planetarium initiative, where visitors can catch some Zs under a relaxing sky full of stars. To find out more, read Next Generation Planetariums, specialists serving up to the stars on the Japan Forward website. Keep an eye out for the second article in the series in the coming weeks. There is a cafe in Ueheomachi, Osaka, which is the talk of the town. It's called Kumanote, or Bear Paw Cafe. Why the name, you ask? Because as you pay for your drink, a fluffy bear paw emerges from a hole in the wall and hands you your aesthetically pleasing parfait. But this isn't just a PR stunt. The cafe concept is to give employment to people who struggle with mental health. Interaction with strangers can be triggering for those who suffer from mental health problems. The cafe wants to create a low stress environment which can help people reintegrate into society. Maybe next time you're in Osaka, why not stop by Kumanote Cafe? If you want to know the details, read The Bear Paw Cafe, a kawaii way to employing people with mental health issues on the Japan Forward website. It's never too late. But there is one man who has taken this idea to a whole new level. Sailor Kenichi Horie, on June 4th, at the age of 83, became the oldest to finish a solo, non stop journey across the Pacific Ocean. He completed the trip in 69 days. It was an epic journey that Horie had already completed 60 years before, when he was just 23. Sports editor Ed Odovin commented like this Horie's achievement. I think what was most interesting was the fact that as a young man in his early 20s, 23 exactly, he sailed across the ocean from Japan to San Francisco. And in his 80s, at exactly age 83, in fact, 60 years later, he still had the same sense of adventure and the same dream and pursuit to sail across the ocean. Talking to CNN shortly before arriving in Japan to a round of applause, Horie commented, Don't let your dreams just stay as dreams, he said. Have a goal and work towards achieving this, and a beautiful life awaits. A 
If you want to know more, read the article Yatsman's Solo Sail, an uplifting message for aging society, and Odds and Evens, Sailor Kenichi Horie, Achieving Its Dreams and Finding a Beautiful Life. Find more columns by Ed by searching Odds and Evens on the Japan Forward website and on the specialized site Sportslook. Last up, Stenkaku Tower is a famous landmark in Osaka, Shinsekai. Before the pandemic, it saw more than 1 million visitors per year. That number has halved since COVID 19. Yet, the manager is fighting the tide. On May 9th, the venue opened a slider slope attraction. It circles around the building and delivers summer thrills to the visitors. The process of making the attraction was no easy feat. But, upon completion, visitors are already having a field day. If you want to find out more about the story, read Looking for Summer Thrills, this Osaka landmark has a new tower slider. Thank you guys for listening. You can get in touch with me on Twitter at Ariel Busetto. That's all for this week. Catch you next time. Next is Meguro. Next is Meguro.